Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. A continuación, Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a la comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Now, con ustedes, Jenny Ibarra. donde quiera que usted esté, nuevamente Jenny Rosales con Voces en Acción, trayéndole la información actualizada acerca de lo que está pasando en nuestro condado, en el área de Conroe, en el área de Texas y alrededor del mundo. Y hoy día, hoy día vamos a hablar sobre lo que está pasando en el condado de Montgomery, porque tengo la oportunidad de hablar con el juez administrador del condado que va a estar hablando con nosotros, el eh, juez, el señor se llama Mark J. Quijo, y él va a estar trabajando con nosotros y hablando sobre lo que está pasando en la actualidad. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are, thank you for being with Voces en Acción one more time. I have the honor today to give you guys an update of the uh, Montgomery County and everything that is going around because I have with me Josh Quijo, and that's That's the main man over here, sir. It's a pleasure having you again. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited about being here and to be able to talk to the community. Anytime I get a chance, I love to talk about Montgomery County. It's, dice, uh, dice, this is my passion. Dice que cada vez que tiene la oportunidad, que gracias por estar, con, por estar aquí, cada vez que tiene la oportunidad que hablar, de hablar con nosotros, lo hace y que lo va a tratar de hacer cada vez que pueda. Josh. Tell me what's going on with Montgomery. I know that you have well, a lot of stuff going around, and my community, sometimes they're not aware. You know, we don't know sure. things that are going on. Some of those we're hiding because we don't have papers. Some of those we're here. Because, so we're trying to just keep lower, but at the same time, we need to open the opportunity sure. for you guys, your workers, to come in and do whatever they need to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. You know, there, there's so much going on, I really don't know where to begin in all the sections of the county. Okay. You know, because we have four sections. Sections, exactly, right. exactly. And we have, but the big deal is, number one thing, is we have tremendous growth. We have come out of the pandemic mm -hmm. ahead of everybody else. Okay. And I think that has something to do with the fact that we only closed for a couple of weeks and said, forget that, we're going to go with common sense common instead sense. of the science. Okay. Él, está, él dice que hay mucho que hablar sobre lo que está pasando con el condado. Y lo principal que quiere que sepa que la información que quiere quedar, tiene que darla por cuatro, porque hay cuatro diferentes sectores que él se encarga de administrar en estos momentos. Ahora, dice que como condado, somos el primer condado que nos hemos librado de lo que se llama la pandemia. Ya no hay COVID. Que el COVID fue básicamente, el, cuando él cerró las dos semanas fue y abrieron, eso fue lo que nos ayudó a impulsar la economía y estamos creciendo. El condado de Montgomery está súper creciendo en estos momentos. You know, as, but what comes with this growth and the amount of activity is, you know, you have to grow with the growth and you have infrastructure. What I mean mm -hmm. by that is roads and bridges, buildings. Each of our departments is expanding because we're dealing with more people. Okay. The result of which is, 
that it takes a tremendous amount of effort and organization to keep it all together so you can grow intelligently. Exactly. Without just everything just going out of control. Dice que quiere que aprendan una cosa. Cuando se habla de crecimiento, se habla también de crecimiento de infraestructura, las carreteras, los edificios, todo lo que lo que es administrativo va creciendo. Entonces hay nuevas construcciones en los edificios gubernamentales, hay nuevas edificaciones de carreteras o parqueos o cosas por el estilo porque estamos creciendo y eso es lo que quiere que ustedes pongan atención. You know, but with all this growth, along with infrastructure and dealing with our, we've developed a countywide mobility plan, and uh, which we're working with the Texas Department of Transportation on. They see the need as well. Mm -hmm. But on top of all that, with this growth, there also it produces some liabilities and the criminal element that can come from these areas that see what's taking place here, it's here. Okay. And so one of the number one priorities for me, number one priority for me has to do with law enforcement mm -hmm. and making sure that we have adequate people, adequate equipment, and the funding to do whatever we need to keep Montgomery County safe. Okay. También quiere que se ponga atención, por favor. Mira, eh, ellos dicen, él dice claramente que con el crecimiento también se ve la actividad criminales, todo lo que se llama el departamento de transportación está tratando de ayudar el departamento de policía, todos están en conjunto trabajando, pero se ve que también hay el problema de que otros criminales están viniendo de otros estados, de otros lugares a Montgomery, y automáticamente él dice que él tiene que asegurarse que los fondos, los fondos que se le dé a la ciudad y a lo que es el condado mismo, sean utilizados para respaldar a nuestras fuerzas eh, policíacas y eso es lo que él está haciendo I put up a billboard on I-45, mm -hmm. just as you come off of 99 into the county, mm -hmm. and it says, criminals, this is Montgomery County. We fund law enforcement. We prosecute. Mm -hmm. County Judge Mark Keogh. Exactly. Because all the crime wave that's taking place south of us in our mm -hmm. neighboring Harris County mm -hmm. has the tendency to push up here if there's no repercussions Um, or there's no uh, nothing done about this crime. Exactly. And so we have, with our district attorney's office, our sheriffs, our constables, we have we continue to fund them. We continue to give them what they need. And our judicial system and our judges, they will take action. And uh, so we want it to be safe for everybody. Okay. So that, that's that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in in our Hispanic community, we have obviously there's a issue with language and whatnot, even mm -hmm. as we're here talking. Mm -hmm. But we want all of them to be safe. Exactly. And so we have bilingual officers that we're doing everything we can to hire for 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 in the in our divisions. Plus bilingual translators in the courtrooms mm -hmm. that we've added a number of those, you know. This so we're great. working very hard at this, and uh, and we want people to be safe and you know happy. Happy horses win races. Exactly, definitely. <laughs> es lo que dice que clásicamente que lo que quiere que se entere todo el mundo. Él puso al principio de la en la 45 y la 99 hay un hay, y no solamente en la 45 y la 99 en toda el área de Montgomery hay signs grandísimos que dice claramente criminales, estén pendientes que aquí en Montgomery County se, se respalda a la policía, se le respalda a los oficiales y cualquier cosa que ustedes hagan serán o sea, van a, van a ser incriminalizados y van a ser puestos en la cárcel. Y puso su nombre, Mark 
Quijo, lo firmó completamente. Son azules con negro y si no se los puede ver, véalos bien. En eso, con eso quiere decir lo siguiente, que el área de county de Montgomery está siendo protegida y, y la administración está respaldando a todos los policías y los first responders que hay afuera. Se están poniendo más policías bilingües, se están poniendo más secretarias traductoras bilingües en cada corte. Los jueces están y van a tomar acción con cualquier criminal que quiera cruzar al área de Montgomery a hacer daño. Eso significa Montgomery, y estamos hablando de Woodlands, estamos hablando de Conroe, estamos hablando de ciertas partes de Spring, Magnolia, todas esas áreas que ustedes creen que ustedes no están, está, todo eso compende el área de Montgomery County. Y el Josh Quijo dice, va a tomar orden, y aquí va a haber un orden, porque eso es lo que hay que hacer para la seguridad. Él está basado en la seguridad no solamente de todos los americanos, sino también de los hispanos y de las personas que viven en Montgomery County. Esa es la prioridad de él. I just told them, sir. There you go. <laughs> And basically, no, that's awesome. It, it, I, I appreciate that so much because our people need to know this. Exactly, exactly, know? And, exactly. Uh, but you know, we're also, we're really recently making some changes in and dialing up our animal shelter. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah. that. I saw you actively yeah. on Facebook, sir, and that's what I was going to ask you next. Yeah. You know, I know that you, I, I used to live close to that area, and I love little dogs, and I love yeah. everything, but I want you to talk to us about three things. First of all, what is the animal shelter? How can the people go and adopt? If sure. they can volunteer to and work over there, sure. and if they want to just foster animals, because that's, that's, right. a, that's something that they can do, and people right. don't know that, you know? You know, that's, first of all, the animal shelter, it's, it's essential. These are Montgomery County animals. We're not just required by law. It's the right thing to do. Exactly. To take care of the animals in our county. You know, the Bible says a righteous man regards the life of his animal. Exactly. These are Montgomery County animals. Estamos hablando ahorita sobre lo que está haciendo él. Está trabajando activamente con el área de, del shelter de animales de Montgomery County. Está con el, el shelter de Montgomery County de animales está localizado en la 242, hay 242 y la 45. Le voy a pedir al productor que por favor nos ponga el link uh, de Kinyapus. Please put the, the link for the Montgomery County Shelter, please. Eh, si lo ven ahorita mismo en línea, el shelter tiene toda clase de información. El, el Josh Quijo, él está trabajando porque dice que básicamente el hombre que es de verdad justo y que ama a Dios, y lo acaba de decir mediante la cotización de lo que es la Biblia, lo habló, dijo claramente, cuida de sus animales. Y nosotros tenemos que cuidar en Montgomery County de los animales, que son los desprotegidos. Le pregunté tres cosas. Una, ¿qué es lo que podemos, uno, uno como hispano, voluntariarse para trabajar con el shelter? Dos, adoptar o hacer foster, porque también puedo no solamente adoptar, sino llevarnos a casa temporal hasta cuando consigan una familia permanente. Y tres, cómo adoptar realmente a un perrito si queremos tener un animalito en nuestra, en nuestra casa. Y que casualmente él nos va a explicar eso ahora. Go ahead, sir. You know, here, I was just looking up the numbers. And right now, at our animal shelter, um, we have, as of this morning, right now, Here's some counts. We have 84 cats and 428 dogs at the shelter for a total of 512. Now, the object here is, as we take the animals in, uh -huh. we take in less than what we let go out. Exactly. And we did that yesterday, 
and we're going to continue to do that by getting involved. And if people will go to my Facebook and take a look at some of the ads that I put on Facebook for the dogs, and I'm standing there with a the dog and, and, and telling them about what they can do and that they could come down. And do you know that through the end of this weekend, they can adopt a dog at no charge, no charge at all. Okay. Or a cat. El está hablando de, la, de, la, de lo que son los, 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 las cifras de lo que están ahorita mismo en, en la, el área de, eh, de animal del Cherte de animales. Y hay casi 500 perros y alrededor de 80 y pico, casi 100 gatos, ¿ok? Que están necesitando ser adoptados o que tengan una familia que sea foster. Eso es lo que está diciendo. Dice, este fin de semana claramente está explicando que está tratando de hacer está tratando de hacer que nosotros como eh, familia adoptemos a un animal se pueden meter en el shelter y ver automáticamente todo lo que es donar, buscar voluntariarse si necesita un tipo de gatito o perrito, usted busca allí y está, se puede traducir en español, usted lo ven y hasta sus hijos le pueden decir, porque sus hijos son los que quieren perros y animales usualmente no lo tenemos My Facebook page el Facebook page exactly. también en el Facebook page del, del, del Josh está clarito Can you, put the, can you pull up the Facebook page? Ahí está clarito. En las partes de abajo él tiene videos donde habla sobre los gatitos y los perritos que están ahorita mismo disponibles para adoptar. Y este fin de semana se está adoptando sin ningún tipo de cargo. No va a pagar nada. Solamente llegue ahí a la 242, en la 45, y ahí puede llegar al Animal Shelter y diga que usted quiere adoptar un perrito. Y ellos le dan el perrito con todos los papeles y con todo y todos los shots. Sir, I know you gotta go. I have a judges meeting that I need to I be know. At. That's, that's why I said 15, you so much 15 for minutes were quick already. <laughs> I will come back and do this again. I know. Uh, but, I know. But, but visit the animal shelter. Come on down there. Okay. We need volunteers who come walk dogs. Okay. We need to help do some cleaning down there. We need uh, people to, to just help us in general. Okay. And you can foster a dog. You say, well, look, I'll, I'll take a dog for 10 days. Okay. No problem. Okay. We'll try and and and. and Find a home for that during that 10-day period. We'll do the medical. We'll give you food, everything. Okay. But you can enjoy a dog for 10 days, two weeks, whatever. Okay. Or you can keep it for a longer amount of time until it gets until it gets adopted. Exactly. So, you know, fostering, ad, um, adoption, and volunteer is so important to us. Dice que necesita, so. por favor, que en la comunidad hispana se una, que vayan al shelter. Por favor, que adopten a los perritos, adopten a los, a los gatos. Si quieren voluntariarse y trabajar con ellos, por favor, vayan. Ellos le dan la comida, le dan todo y le dan los shots. Él dice que es muy importante que lo hagan y que muchísimas gracias. Josh, I know that you're running. Él está corriendo, que tienen que ir a una Thank reunión de, de, de jueces, pero se despide y todo Thank el tiempo you. tendremos una, una, una actualización con el Josh Quijo. Thank you, sir, Bless for being you. with us. And to all of our listeners, Thank you for being here in Montgomery County. We love you all, and it's an awesome place. The best county in the state of Texas to live. Exactamente, el mejor county de vivir en Texas. Muchísimas gracias por estar con nosotros. Nos ponemos ahorita mismo un break y volvemos con nuestro próximo programa que va a ser con casa, eh, casa de familia que van a venir a hablar los representantes de ellos. Muchísimas gracias y que pase buena tarde. Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Usted puede apoyarnos con su patrocinio, informando, promoviendo y ayudando a nuestra comunidad. ¿Tiene algún comentario? ¿Quiere hablar con nosotros? Podemos escucharle y ayudarle. 
Llámenos ahora al 832-732-4744. 832-732-4744. Voces en Acción. La Verdad en Acción. 832-732-4744. Buenas tardes, buenas noches, donde quiera que esté nuevamente Jenny Rosales con Voces en Acción, aquí este, trayéndole la información adecuada de todo lo que está pasando en la comunidad y este, acabamos de terminar un update con el, con el que va a haber junto con este show este, eh, de la ciudad y de la información que nos trajo el juez Quijo y ahorita tengo conmigo a la señora Anne-Marie Rothman, ella es la presidenta y chief executive officer eh, de CASA. CASA es un programa de advocación para niños en el área de Montgomery County. Y ella nos va a explicar qué es lo que ellos hacen. Thank you so much for having me in your house, whatever you are. Uh, thank you for joining Voces en Acción. I'm bringing you, like usual, all the information that you need in order for you to be able to uh, be informed, especially in the area of Montgomery, Texas, all over the United States and in the world. But today, I'm presenting you an update of the city, and as well, I have the pleasure of having with me the president and CEO of CASA, Chat Advocacy Advocacy. Uh, um, center of Montgomery County, and she's going to talk to us about everything that they're doing for our kids, because for me, our kids are our priority. Thank you, Miss Anne-Marie. And Thank the you. camera is all over the place, so you can see there. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you. First of all, I, I know that you're a registered nurse. I am. And I, and I kind of like, when I, I always start my shows with asking, who is Miss Roseman? And, you know, You know, the Hispanic community want to know, we're kind of like noisy about or finding out <laughs> who we're talking to and what I want to know. So a little bit of your background and then we can take it from there. Sure. Um, yes, I am a registered nurse um, <laughs> by background. Um, I have an interesting uh, road to this this job and this role. Exactly. Um, I'm a mom to five. Um, two children are biological and three are adopted from China. Wow. And um, through that process, got involved in the adoption and foster care communities and was working in some ministry work and um, came to CASA as a volunteer actually about eight years ago. Uh -huh. And um, several years after that, moved in to the training director role. Uh -huh. So I worked in nursing administration, but most recently was teaching nursing at um, okay. Lone Star College. And so um, kind of had this blend between a love for foster care and, 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 adoption, and adoption and then teaching and, wow. and nursing. And so um, I had the opportunity opportunity to become the training director so I thought well I'll just sidestep from nursing for a few years and do that and then I'll come back and um, then this position opened up about two years ago and so you were moved into yes it. so um, but it's actually a, I use a lot of my nursing background um, as of part course, of this job of course um, there's a lot of psych mental health that we deal with a lot of substance abuse a lot of You know, childhood trauma causes a lot of brain and body chemistry exactly. changes. changes. And so um, I actually have this kind of nice blend between my oh, knowledge and my experience and my passion. So. You like caring for people. Yes. That's what it is. Yep. La señora Rosman, ella es enfermera certificada de los Estados Unidos. Eh, es una persona que ha trabajado con la comunidad porque ella lo ha sentido en su propia carne. Es madre biológica de dos niños y adoptada, madre adoptiva de tres. Ella ha pasado por todo el sistema de adopción, todo el sistema de foster care, ha pasado todo lo que una persona tiene que pasar encima de que 
es enfermera, así que ha visto los daños psicológicos y neurólogos que han afectado a los niños durante el proceso de salir de una casa a otra, siendo fósforos o viniendo de CPS para donde ellos están. Entonces comenzó hace más de ocho años a trabajar con la comunidad y se metió en casa, trabajó en casa como, como entrenadora, como todo. Y ahora, en estos momentos, es la presidenta y CEO porque tiene la oportunidad de tener la experiencia de ser enfermera, ver el daño químico, psicológico que se le hace al niño por la droga, el abuso de droga y todo lo demás, y al mismo tiempo en poder poner ese niño en una casa que lo vayan a aceptar, que lo vayan a dar amor, que lo vayan a respetar, que lo vayan a care o a dar su amor para esa criatura. Entonces, con eso comenzamos ahorita mismo, sabiendo un poquito de la señora Rosman para poder que vean el tipo de calidad de persona que tenemos, que nos ayuda y que ayuda a nuestros hijos en este sistema tan duro que es el sistema de foster, el sistema de CPS y el alocar a los niños en las correctas familias. And I'm letting them know basically a brief of what you say. And at the same time, letting them know how hard it's for you because basically you've seen all this damage on these kids. They're coming in pieces and you have to recuperate them and then put them in a foster home because basically that's what you do. You guys guide them through the foster home system and you advocate for them while they're going through the court procedures as well. Right. Oh Absolutely. My God, that's even harder. That's even harder. It is a challenge. Um, it certainly is not um, work that is uh, that is of interest to all volunteers, but the volunteers that work with us are extremely skilled and knowledgeable and committed um, to these children and their families. Um, we're a little bit of a different nonprofit model. Exactly. Um, most nonprofits have a large paid staff and mm -hmm. a few volunteers that help them. Mm -hmm. We're the opposite. We are a tiny but fierce paid staff of around exactly. 20 and we have over 300 volunteers and our volunteers are the ones that work with the children um, in the community and our staff support them um, in that role so cpa and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna ask a little bit of technical questions that mm -hmm. i know because i'm able to understand what's going on but at the same time i want my my, my listeners to know um i work with echo hudson and and i have you know Montgomery County Women's Center, so I cannot like all the stuff yes. right here because of domestic violence. Um, but at the same time, I know about Miss uh, Tucker, Josh Tucker, yes. and all the CPS background. Now, whenever you guys go through the process, your volunteers work from the time that CPS gives you the kid, or do you guys, before the guy, the kid is taken from the house and he's in CPS, How do you guys, what is your first contact? Yeah, so when a child is removed, exactly. um, then Judge Tucker appoints a CASA advocate on the case. So CASA advocate, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. Okay. So we're appointed by the court, and so we come on to the case at when it starts, mm -hmm. um, when the child is removed, and we stay on until its completion, which is usually about 12 to 18 months. Okay. Ellas... Este, CASA es una asociación que se llama, que está organizándose, que lo que hacen es que son los primeros abocan, las personas que abocan por el niño cuando el niño es removido de la casa por CPS. Cuando CPS viene y en casos que usted quizás ha oído, quita y remueve el niño, en ese momento la juez en este condado es la, la señora Tucker. La Josh Tucker agarra y dice, ¿sabes qué? Tengo una persona que es voluntaria de la casa, de casa, que se encarga sobre el niño. Esa persona viene y dice, ¿sabes qué? El niño, yo lo represento. Él, yo, él, yo voy a buscar por el, bien, el bienestar de este niño en lo que está la pelea civil que está en cortes, ¿ok? Entonces, ella, ella me está explicando poco a poco cómo pasa ese proceso. So, casa goes 
the kid is assigned to a caseworker. The caseworker is the protector of that child's benefit. That child doesn't have a house, am I right, at this point? So, or CPS has already place them in a place? It, it just depends. It depends on the case. So sometimes they're placed um, with family. If there's a safe family member, um, CPS will place them with them. Um, sometimes they're in a foster home. Um, sometimes they're placed in an emergency shelter. Um, and uh, it just depends on what CPS has available to them. Okay, la próxima pregunta era, ¿cómo hacen con el niño? El primer contacto que sale el niño cuando le dan a la señora abocada que se encarga de casa, ¿Dónde sale el niño? Si el niño está en la casa o está, dice, no, el niño lo pueden remover de la casa, puede que cuando CPS se contacte ya el niño esté con un familiar que sea conocido. Si el familiar es conocido, la, 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 porque va a la casa del familiar conocido y comienza a trabajar con el niño. Si no, entonces el niño puede haber sido puesto en foster care, que foster care es eh, casas temporales, son casas temporales donde el niño va a estar hasta cuando este, eh, eh, se ha dado a la casa permanente. Entonces la chava porque tiene que ir a la casa temporal o a veces ponen el niño en lo que son shelters de jóvenes, shelters de niños que hay en el condado de Montgomery un montón y que se encargan de cuidar a los niños que están realmente removidos y que CPS no tiene un familiar o una persona que pueda cuidarlos. This is detrimental, and I have to say this. I know there's so many kids out there that are in shelters. They're, they're in foster homes, and they're not stable. They're not unstable. You said 18 months. 18 months, that is when they close it, on the 18 months when they're already adopted or they return to their home originally. How, how it, does that work? It could be either. either it could be or. either. So, yes. So that is when the case comes to its conclusion. So um, the goal is at the end of that time that the child is in a, per a safe, permanent um, placement. And so whenever possible, we work towards reunification. Um, That's what I was going to ask you. Do you guys work for reunification? Yes, we, we do. And we actually reunify more than 75% of our cases. So, so they go back to um, their parents. They either go back to their parents or they're placed in what we call a kinship placement. Kinship and foster care is a little bit different than it, it might be in your community. Um, it could be a, a blood relative, so it could be an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's a pastor or a coach or a next-door neighbor, just someone that had a relationship with the, with child, the child before the CPS case began. And so CASA does a lot of work, what we call um, family and connection finding, mm -hmm. to find who are the people that were safe, that were in the child's life before the case began, mm -hmm. and can you know, can we keep any of those connections? Are they healthy? And if they are, um, is it a possibility that the child could be placed with them? So in about 75% of our cases, our kids either are reunited with their parents or they go to a kinship placement. Okay. Eh, el hecho de que haya casa, que casa sea fundada para ayudar a los niños, no significa que cuando le quitan el niño, ustedes en su caso, supongamos, o en el caso de cualquier persona, hablo en general, eh, el niño no sea devuelto a la casa. Probablemente dice que 75% de los casos vuelven a su casa. O sea que básicamente casa y el condado, lo que es los jueces, tratan y CPS tratan de que el niño vuelva a la casa original porque nadie quiere quitarle los niños a nadie. Definitivamente el gobierno no está para eso. Eso es lo principal que ellos buscan. Ahora, 
puede que no llegue a la casa ese niño más y que ese niño sea removido completamente y permanentemente de los padres y entonces se ha puesto en casas alternas, casas alternas o kin kinship care, que significaría un primo, una tía, un abuelo, una persona, puede ser un coach, un maestro, alguien que sea, que quiera adoptarlo y que quiera tener ese niño porque ya tiene una relación con el niño previa y ha visto el abuso y quiere terminar el abuso sobre ese niño. ¿Ok? Eso también puede pasar. O simple y sencillamente puede darse que sea el caso que se dé por adopción, adopción general. Um, and I know that there's cases that you do give them an, a general adoption. That means those kids are placed for general adoption and that's when a parent will come and they will, you know, X or B person, they will be, they want, I want to adopt and they will adopt them. Am I right? Correct, correct. Uh, of course, after having all these evaluations yes, and all yes. the psychiatric stuff right. and everything that goes around. Yes. Okay, Miss Rosman, and I'm going to ask this as a nurse and I, and I want to know what are the critical, the most critical kids that you have found into going into severe cases? Like, like, like that you have found that is repeated, like, you know, it's repeated the story again, over and again, over again. And you're like, oh, my God, when are we going to find out that there's those are kids that are having issues and they cannot be mistreated or they cannot be treated this way? Well, what have you seen more? Well, I think so many times what underlies our cases is substance abuse. Substance so, abuse um, cases. you know, we many people in our community think that we don't have a substance abuse problem in Montgomery yes, County, do. but we do. And unfortunately, that, um, you know, really affects our kids. So many of our cases have substance abuse. And of course, when parents are using substances, they don't make good choices on behalf of their kids. Um, and so sometimes that Uh, looks like uh, neglect, so kids that are living in dirty homes, kids that are not being fed, um, homes that have animals living there that aren't being put outside, um, and sometimes it looks like abuse. You know, it is, it's physical abuse, um, it's verbal abuse, and many times it's a combination of those Apples. things. Okay. Domestic violence, a bunch Domestic of violence goes along with that, too. El daño que se le hace a las criaturas, y eso lo quiero ver. Le pregunté a la señora Rosman, que nos puede explicar, por favor, que, que, cuáles son los casos que más se repiten, las historias que más se repiten en el condado de Montgomery. Y dice que las que más se repiten en nuestra área usualmente son cuando hay sustancias, sustancias ilícitas en el uso de las madres y el padre. El padre y la madre están abusando de drogas y dejan en iglesia o a, se apartan de, le hacen negligencia a la criatura. La criatura no come o la criatura está malnutrida, la criatura no está limpia, viven en casas cochinas, hay demasiado deterioración, hay demasiado abuso y el niño está siendo completamente ignorado por el padre y la madre. Automáticamente esos son los casos que se repiten. Y dice que cree que la mayoría de las gente piensa que en Montgomery County no hay de ese tipo de casos. Señores, hay un caso de abuso de drogas aquí en Montgomery County en todas áreas y hay que verlo. Y hay niños que están sufriendo en las calles y eso es lo que está viendo. También ve que hay violencia, niños de violencia doméstica, que el padre y la madre pasan golpeándose y maltratándose y hiriéndose y hay que remover al niño de la casa porque está en peligro de su vida. Cosas así, eso es lo que ella más ve en sus casos y son los casos que la Josh Tucker eh, está trabajando con constantemente en nuestro condado. Quiero que sepan que la señora Josh Tucker, ella, Amy Tucker, ha ha especificado esa 
corte aquí en el condado es la única corte que se encarga de los casos de CPS y los casos de, de toda clase de niños en el área de Montgomery. Eh, hay muchos jueces, pero ella es específica para eso porque está entrenada y yo quiero que vean en uno de mis primeros programas, pueden ver ese show y se especificó. I'm letting them know that I know because I interviewed Josh Tucker in my program and she brought me, a, she opened my eyes. So before She's, I came she along, is fabulous. I, she told me, Jenny, I have this. And I, eventually I spoke to her last night and she says, Jenny, it is amazing the amount of things that we have. And people, it's not stopping, it's coming and coming and growing and growing. The same church echo, they're like, the domestic violence doesn't stop, it's constant. And they say that Montgomery County, the rates of Montgomery and violence, domestic violence are high. Yes. It's yes. incredible the amount of damage that we're doing. And then now, saying that in the Hispanic community, I'm going to just focus on the Hispanic community, is the rates going up or they're going down or at the same level or they're more? I think they're going up. They're going up. Um, along with, you know, much the immigration. of the rest of the, there's just a lot of stress. You know, there's financial stress. Um, there's um, just a lot of stress Economic, in the community. Exactly. And, the and stress, um, unfortunately, many times trickles down to um, children and to domestic violence. And um, COVID was not kind to our kids. It was not kind to our community. And I think oh we're God. still... Um, We're still so you're having cases that I'm talking about that they were started in 2020 and you're still working on those. We are. Because we of are. COVID, closeness, everybody. So COVID was interesting because our kids, people weren't seeing our kids. Exactly. Um, and, and the people that are the most uh, common reporters are teachers and medical providers. And of course, those individuals weren't seeing kids. So kids were literally trapped with their abusers. They were trapped in domestic violence situations. They were trapped, you know, with physical and verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. And um, nobody was seeing those kids. So when school started up again that following fall, exactly. um, we had a lot of children coming into care because nobody had seen them. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it just is, I think, a very hard time in the world. And unfortunately, um, children are many times the ones that, that take the brunt of the, of the, the stress the that's stress going on in society. Definitivamente que la pandemia trajo demasiadas desgracias. Nuestra comunidad está creciendo el abuso de violencia doméstica sobre los niños, el abuso sexual, el abuso mental, el abuso verbal, que, que comenzó desde la pandemia y ellos están viendo casos del 2020 todavía. Niños que, que estuvieron encerrados con el abusador por un año prácticamente que, hubo cerra que se cerraron las escuelas y que no hubo ningún tipo de escuela. Los niños no, tuvieron, no pudieron llegar a las escuelas, no pudieron hacer nada, no tenían cómo comunicarse. Cuando se abrieron el sistema nuevamente, se volvió a abrir el año siguiente. Recibieron muchísimos casos, los cuales están siendo investigados y están en cortes en estos momentos. Y definitivamente ella dice que la razón más grande es que la economía ha impactado las casas, ha impactado lo que es el, el núcleo familiar y muchas madres, muchos padres, eh, por rabia, por no tener dinero, por, por muchas cosas, agarran y abusan al niño. El impacto ha sido grande contra el niño y el niño no tiene nada que ver. Porque como hispanos no nos 
no nos controlamos y bueno, por muchas cosas psicológicas y por muchas cosas que pasan, no sabemos diferenciar en es un niño y él necesita ayuda. Entonces, esos niños están llegando ahora a casa, están llegando los árboles que están teniendo casos, demasiados casos de violencia doméstica y estamos viendo el crecimiento en el área de los hispanos. Pongan mucha atención porque usted puede estar viviendo al lado de una persona que tenga un niño en estos casos, en estos momentos. Um, it hurts me because I've been all my life an advocate of babies. Babies, kids, for me. Me too. It, it's like it goes, it sinks on you. You can hurt me as an adult, but as a baby, you cannot do that. And that's what I'm trying to educate my community so they can have all the resources and education prior. It's like my mom as a nurse used to say, prevention is better yes. than reaching out. You know, my mom used to say, you got to do prevention, prevention, prevention. My mom was into prevention all the time. And I re remember little hearing her saying, preventing, preventing, everything from dentists, from doctors and everything. So every year I do my, my mammogram, every year I do all the, because my mom will say prevention, <laughs> prevention, prevention. And she's 90 years old. Okay. Good and, for her. <laughs> and seeing you as a nurse, I imagine that Yeah, but at this point, there's no prevention from their side. So you're receiving a kid that may be raped, that be that be abused physically, neglectedly. They haven't eaten. They haven't. They don't have clothes. They don't have anything. How do you guys deal with those kids? Do you guys receive? Do you guys go and give them food? Do you guys give them clothes? You know, do they have resources besides love healed you? Because I know. Rebecca is doing an amazing job on that. But at the same time, what other agencies? And is the government helping you guys? So we are unique. So we are, um, we have a national and state organization, but we're our own nonprofit. We're our own um, freestanding organization. And CASA okay. has a very unique role in the foster care system. So okay. we, um, you know, we're appointed by the court mm -hmm. and we go and um, we visit the child at least mm -hmm. once a month in the placement. Mm -hmm. We get to know everybody involved in the child's life. So mm -hmm. the biological family, the extended family, but also whoever they're placed with, we get to know. We get to know their teachers, their medical providers. And then we go to court about once a quarter and uh, talk with Judge Tucker and tell her what we think is in the child's best interest. So um, our role as far as getting resources and making sure our kids' needs are getting met really is to work with CPS, to work with the attorneys, um, to work with Judge Tucker, to make sure that you know if we feel a child needs counseling or we feel a child needs an educational Um, evaluation because they're falling behind in school, um, whatever those things are, um, th that is what so our... So besides you as an advocate, CPS has a social worker. So both of you guys are in continuing con contact and the social worker is the one that probably will provide for the extra if they're needing things. But you guys report as well to social workers, to the social workers, or do you um, only report to, we are, to, the, the, to the judge? We are only to the judge. So okay. we are our own freestanding. So it, many times we agree with CPS, but sometimes we don't. Exactly. And, and that's okay. Um, and um, that's why we have a judge, you know, that makes make those decisions. decisions. Um, and many times we're all, you know, on the same page, but if we're not, that's okay. CASA will make its own um, independent recommendation and we're okay with that. Okay. Um, for prevention, you were talking about prevention. Prevention. You know, really one of, and prevention is close to my heart as a, as a nurse, But as a mom. Really, and in these cases, it's really hard for prevention because they're already abused. 
They're already is. being and out of the system. They're already in CPS. You yes. Know? And so one wow. of the things that we are really doing at CASA is we are out in the community and we're educating um, parents, parents, law enforcement, teachers. Um, if you will listen to us, we will educate you. Um, on what trauma looks like, because trauma doesn't always look like what we think. Exactly. Um, sometimes trauma is um, a child who's misbehaving. Sometimes tra- trauma is a child that's angry. Um, and we have to help the community to understand what does trauma look like, and then how can we intervene with those kids in a way that is not going to cause more shame or damage, um, but is going to help to get them the resources that they need. So um, we actually have a a big community training coming up on October 26th Mm -hmm. um, over at the Lone Star Convention Center that's going to be, it's on a methodology called Trust-Based Relational Intervention. Mm -hmm. So it's TBRI, and it is, it comes out of Texas Christian University, and it really is um, training on how to work with kids from hard places. Okay. So that's kind of the umbrella term, because the reality is the number of children who are removed is very small compared to those that are living in traumatic environments. And who, they stay there will, for years. Yes, who, who may never be removed. That's so why we have we, a high rate of, of uh, suicidal on, on the teens' ages. Yes, and, the, and so that's what we want the community. We want this to be a trauma-informed Montgomery County so that if a child who's experiencing trauma ends up in the emergency room at Texas Children's or they end up dealing with law enforcement or they end up you know, having issues at school, that everybody can look at this child and say, this is not a bad child. This is a child who's experienced trauma. And how can we help get this family resources um, and and help to get this child help so that they can heal and, and be a productive adult? Okay. Because, um, you know, kids in this situation um, can't help themselves. Exactly. Tenemos que ponernos a pensar que muchas veces lo que nosotros vemos como trauma no es lo que no, 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 no es lo que realmente pensamos que es trauma. Muchas veces un niño grita, un niño pelea, un niño eh, tiene una un, se calla, guarda, se esconde, no sale, porque quizás tiene un abuso o tiene un trauma severo y no nos damos cuenta que está pasando eso. Yo le hablo a la, a la enfermera, a la señora Rosman, como enfermera de lo que se llama prevención, porque todo el tiempo pensando, siempre mi mamá me decía prevención, 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 porque prevención es la manera como tú puedes educarte. Cada vez que hacemos de prevención hablamos sobre las cosas que uno puede tomar antes de que pase algo, prevenir algo, ¿verdad? Entonces, con este tipo de niños ya no doy prevención. Usualmente ya cuando llegan a casa o llegan a, a CPS o el CPS llega a su casa, se los quita, es porque realmente algo grave ha pasado. El niño no va a hablar. Muchas veces el niño no sabe cómo hablar. Muchas veces el niño se aguanta eso. Y quiero que sepan una cosa. El, muchos de esos niños es un turnover de, de 7% de lo que acaba de decir ella. Básicamente, muchos niños ni siquiera llegan a donde ella. Que no llegan a pies Y cuando tienen 14, 15 años, se matan. Por eso tenemos suicidios en las edades de, de teenagers. Porque los jóvenes no hablan. Y nosotros como padres no nos damos cuenta. Casa tiene diferentes programas donde ellos van y hablan con la comunidad, ayudan, entrenan a la comunidad a cómo reconocer cuando su hijo está enfermo, cuando su hijo tiene un trauma, cuando su hijo tiene un abuso, cuando su hijo, porque eso es lo que usted tiene que hacer. Como hispanos no nos ponemos a estudiar ni le ponemos atención a su hijo. Cuando el niño grita es porque tiene un problema. El niño cuando no grita es porque realmente 
tiene que entonces averiguar. Si es muy callado, I'm just letting you know that when the kid screams, basically there's a problem. And he screams in different ways. Okay? Absolutely. He will say, he will say I'm hurting. Le va a decir, me duele, me duele. O, o que le, quizás no le diga nada. O lo mejor quizás no hable. Kids that would not talk at all and they would shut down. Absolutely. Those are kids with trauma. Hay niños que no hablan. Que usted dice, ¿por qué no me hablas, mija? ¿Qué pasa? Y dice, nada, mami, nada, mami. Pero usted sabe que se encierra en el cuarto y no sale del cuarto. Y pasa llorando. Algo hay que hacer. Tenemos que despertarnos de la tecnología. Stop washing your phones. Stop looking at your phones. Stop reading the news. Stop. Take, pay close attention to your children. Because the children are screaming for help. And sometimes they get to a long time or ages, which is 17. 18 and they kill themselves because basically there has not been any communication of what's going on and they may be living with their abuser for years and you wouldn't even know what's going on because that's what happened when we neglect our kids y eso está pasando mucho en la comunidad hispana señores el despertar es educarse, el educarse es buscar, el investigar es ver cómo está la salud y la educación mental de nuestros hijos We have a big health, mental health issue. It's, that's the worst pandemic this world has. Absolutely. Okay, it's nothing to do with COVID. It's nothing to do with the flu. It's nothing to do with anything else. It's the mental health issue. And after 2020, he has grown out to 400% of suicidal hotlines that are receiving. People are just killing themselves just because they cannot take it anymore. Okay. Yes, well, And much of our substance abuse is actually people it, medicating their mental health. Exactly. Because they're over. And then, then the, the transition from men, the medication that is supposed to be given and the abuse of the medication because they cannot do anything else. And sometimes they don't have medical resources as well. So right. at this point, it's even worse. Absolutely. And can you imagine for the adult, can you imagine for a teen, a 13-year-old kid, a 12-year-old kid that is not, a full teen, because they're in that age when I am not ready and I'm not leader and I'm not a baby anymore. I'm in, the, in between, you know, like they used to say, the middle child syndrome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a product of the middle child syndrome eventually. <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it is funny because I keep telling my mom I'm the product. And yes, there's two sisters in the top and, you know, there's one in the bottom. There's, we're five of us. But from the, you know, I'm the middle one always. I'm the, and, and I can say, you know, there's, is help and there's hope so what would you suggest and i know that you're running and we're running out of time what what would be your best suggestion and and i'm i'm going to put all your information out there i'm a advocate with casa i'm an advocate with love heals youth i'm an advocate with montgomery county women's because i lived it i've been through the whole step i know personally what's going on It's nobody told me about it but you know something i'm a successful outcome of it so basically i had to give back to the community that's what i brought you miss rosman casa for me is in my deepness okay and it's because i know that there's kids out there is there's any anything that you would like to say to the hispanic community Well, we need you. Um, we um, we always need Spanish-speaking volunteers. Okay. Um, and you know there is uh, great comfort for parents who have a casa advocate exactly. that speaks Spanish. Spanish. 
that they can um, communicate more easily with. Mm -hmm. We have several Spanish-speaking staff mm -hmm. um, that work with our cases too, um, but there is just nothing like a Spanish-speaking advocate who can really connect with that family, with the extended family, with the child, and really help build that connection. Is that advocate goes to training with you guys? Okay. Yes, so mm -hmm. um, our advocates um, get 30 hours of training, uh -huh. um, 12 of which is in person at our office. The other 18 is online. Okay. And um, you are, you're trained in the court process and childhood trauma, um, in the role of an advocate, um, and then you're sworn in by Judge Tucker. And um, most of our advocates take one case, and um, it's about a 10-hour a month commitment. And um, you're highly trained. You're very well supported by our CASA staff. You get a CASA supervisor who guides you through the case and, and helps you to navigate any challenges that you have. Um, you know, the other thing is just to be a safe place for a child, mm -hmm. just to build connection with um, with kids that mentoring. are in your circle. Mentoring. Yeah, mentoring. mentoring, you know, just the simple things, just making eye contact, um, just being a, a, someone that they can connect with, somebody they feel safe with, exactly. because many children have nobody like that in their life. And exactly. um, that's a huge, huge service to all children. Um, the other thing, so you also have cases for disabled children, because I know there's a bunch of disabled children as well. Yes, we do. Um, we have cases with disabled children. We also have cases with teens. Okay. And those are always um, more difficult cases. And of course, the older a child gets, the worse the, it is. The, the more trauma they've experienced, and the harder it is and so um, we always need volunteers to work with um, those children and and to walk beside them um, we also do um, events for teens at our office mm -hmm. um, where maybe people aren't ready to be an advocate but mm -hmm. they'd but like to get to involved. involved exactly um, and so we we do that um, we work with our teenagers on uh, life skills so mm -hmm. how do you write a check how yeah. do you fill out an application for, for job. a job? How um, do you write a resume? Yes, like that. all this those things. So okay. there are lots of different ways to get involved. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it really isn't uh, something big. It's that if the everybody does talking, a little, a if we all talking. do a little, um, we really change um, the trajectory trajectory of these children's lives okay. um, and uh, we have a, a fantastic community a fantastic group of volunteers and you know we'd love to have any of your your listeners join us ella está invitando nos está haciendo un contacto personal con la comunidad hispana si usted tiene tiempo de su tiempo para convertirse en un porque de casa lo puede hacer lo que necesita usted es las ganas de trabajar y ayudar a algún niño por lo menos 10 horas al mes. El entrenamiento es de 30 horas, 18 en línea y las otras 30 personales. Las otras son personales. Tiene que ir al centro y sentarse y aprender cómo trabajan. Usted va a estar trabajando cuando termine la certificación, la juez Tucker la juramenta. Y usted puede dedicarse un niño a la vez a darle lo que se llama asesoría, ser un mentor, guiarlo, darle un consuelo, hacer que ese niño se sienta que tenga a alguien que lo ame, porque muchos de estos niños no tienen a nadie. El papá y la mamá los dejaron. Muchos son abandonados. Muchos son muchachos que están en drogas que abandonan a sus hijos. Usted podría cambiar la vida de una criatura una vez al mes. 
y los casos se los dan, lo entrenan, saben hablar y les fascinaría tener personas que hablen en español porque hay muchos niños que hablan español. En estos momentos yo apelo a los hispanos que me están escuchando que si quieren unirse a casa, por favor, háganlo. En mi línea donde tengo toda la información, yo tengo el nombre de la señora Rosman, tengo el, el website, tengo el link, tengo el teléfono, llamen a casa, ellos tienen personal que habla español, usted le dice que usted quiere ser un advocate y ellos le guían cómo hacerlo. Y no tiene que tener nada, no piden nada, solamente las ganas de voluntariarse. Eso es todo. El amor que usted puede dar en cinco minutos, que está viendo la televisión, dele 20 minutos al día a un niño. En 10, 20 dólares que se gasta por una manzana o por cualquier cosa, dónelos a casa, que casa los utiliza para poder darle comer o para ayudar a un árbol que para que ayude a otro niño. La comunidad dando poquito a poquito puede hacer más grande que la comunidad se una y que estos niños salgan del dolor, del trauma, de abuso sexual, de abuso este, psicológico y de abuso físico. Muchos son niños con problemas mentales que han sido ne neglectos completamente, niños que no hablan o que no sonríen o que tienen Down síndrome o que tienen este, todo tipo de problemas psicológicos y que encima de eso han sido abusados. Por favor, comuníquese, comuníquese con la señora Rotman en casa, busque casa en línea, lo puede buscar y automáticamente le va a salir en Montgomery. I'm just letting them know to volunteer with you guys, to give their time, to do, instead of, you know, sitting down watching TV, they can go ahead and give their time. If they want, they, they cannot donate time, they can give 20, 30 dollars, whatever, they just donate money because that will help you guys continue in the force. Absolutely. And to contact you via internet, all her information is on my website. It was a pleasure talking to you and I will have to continue 20 hours with you because I, will, I, I love it. These topics for me are really amazing but at the same time that know that we're short on time thank you so much Ms. absolutely Rosa. thank you for the opportunity it was a pleasure having you and it was a pleasure you having you guys listen to my talk whenever i showcase because i'm i'm crying inside and some some people don't think about that but i have feelings like everybody else and when they talk about kids that are in need that hurts me to the bone because those are our next generation Those are the kids that are going to save this land. And uh, we need help with them. Thank you so much for being with Voces en Acción. Thank you for listening for our show. See us on our next edition and have a good day. Thank you. Gracias por estar con nosotros en Voces en Acción. Por favor, los esperamos en nuestra próxima edición. Que pasen buenas tardes. Esto fue Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voces in Action, the truth in action. Hasta nuestra próxima edición.